Golight presents Average Joe and the Pro. Go ahead. And it all kicks off right here. This is Average Joe and the Pro. And we're underway. Average Joe and the Pro. This is episode eight. eight. This is episode eight. I'm Gary. I'm Connor. How are you getting on today? Um, so our podcast today is about one of the most well-traveled footballers since Nicholas Anelka. Yeah, he's been around the block. Fucking hell, he's been around the block. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Some of the stories that he has from places he's been, I won't give them all away, but because I actually don't have enough time to give them all away because he does it. Finland, Romania, Belgium, Oman, Finn Harps. <laughs> the chap has been absolutely everywhere. Um, and he does discuss, uh, go into detail about a lot of it, and some of the stories are absolutely brilliant. First, though, um, I want to go back. If you missed episode six, go back and binge now. Um, here is Dinny Corcoran, League of Ireland legend, talking about that time. He wasn't playing in the League of Ireland. He decided, you know what? It's time for a county final instead. <laughs> Average Joe and the pro. It was on a Saturday, so I travelled back from Sligo on the Saturday morning to play. Obviously, I didn't tell anyone, you know. And um, it turned out, well, I actually knew this. It was stupid. On, me. on the other team was Ollie Cahill, the PFAI chairman or whatever he is, what secretary. So Stephen McGuinness and Ollie Cahill were there. Like, I was always going to get caught. <laughs> so my uh, paper was in the picture, or my picture was in the paper then and all. And um, I got dragged into the manager's office as soon as I got back up to Sligo. Yeah, and got... Luckily, the manager was English, so I don't think he kind of knew much about Gary. Really, but... <laughs> What's this? <laughs> yeah, they, they weren't happy. They said it's the most unprofessional thing he's ever seen. <laughs> Average Joe and the Pro. So there it is. That's episode six of Average Joe and the Pro, our chat with Dinny Corcoran. If you missed it, go back and binge. And you know what? Binge them all. They're all brilliant. Um, actually, I meant to say this to you. Last Thursday, I was training with Steadfast. Uh, Steadfast, my current team, up the fast. Uh, and I was late for training, as I always am. Missed the warm-up. Don't tell the lads. Um, so <laughs> what I did was, I got there at about five past. Um, did my stretch, you know, the usual shenanigans. Um, then we started playing a game. And the weather recently has been absolutely shocking. So I'm already soaked five minutes in. Um, and our goalkeeper, lovely chap, name's Ross. Um, he loses his wedding ring, right? On the Astro pitch. So we're playing, a, a it's like an eight-a-side game here. A full-on, like, two-touch. Everyone's really intense. The next thing, lads, <laughs> I'm after losing my wedding ring. So, <laughs> 16 boys, and the managers included, looking around. Like, we're walking around like penguins that we don't stand on, stand on this wedding ring for about 20 minutes. We're all like a bunch of schmeagles looking for the ring, going around in the pissing rain. And I'm thinking, we have a match of the weekend. <laughs> And all of us, if anyone is looking in and seeing what kind of uh, drills or tactics we're doing, this is brilliant. So we're all like going around looking for the ring. Eventually he found it in his bag. (laughs) I swear swear to God, eventually he he found it in his bag and we could go about our business again and play. uh, And did you return to training? It's oh yeah, like we had, we had, about, we had about 10 minutes left So yeah. we, we went back to, we were all freezing The warm up, there was no point in me doing the warm up anyway Because I would have been freezing my whole off, which I was But anyway, uh, found the ring oh And then God. we were ready for the game at the weekend as well So it didn't really matter, he got the ring as the main thing Good man, shout out to Ross and Steadfast up and, the boys. Uh, and you won the game at the weekend We did of course, we won We won 4-3 And you got uh, two goals Yep, uh, it was against my old team uh, yeah, That I played for in Dublin a VEC versus Steadfast um, the, first, the first goal I scored I didn't celebrate and then the second one, we went 3-2 up. I went bananas. I was, gra- <laughs> I was grabbing crests left, right, and center. I was screaming. I was pointing at people in the crowd. I don't even know. Do you know? <laughs> I was pointing. Yeah, yeah. There's someone walking their dog. <laughs> <laughs> Picking up shit. 
<laughs> I was giving it my all. Anyway, anyway, the question I have for you off that is, have you ever scored against an old team? I scored against uh, Atlone a couple of times, yeah. For Galway? For Galway. After you played with them? Yeah, I was with Atlone in 2016, and then I scored for Galway, I think, twice that season against Atlone. And Atlone um, were good to you? Atlone were, yeah. <laughs> we won't get into that. <laughs> so, so did you celebrate? Yeah, of course I celebrated. Went one nil up, um, and the, the second one was an equaliser. No, the second, the second time was an equaliser, and I ran to get the ball um, out of the net. It was actually in a cup game. Um, went on to win the cup match 2-1. Um, and did you score in Athlone, was this? One in Athlone, one in Galway. Um, but yeah, like, I didn't think twice, like, I was absolutely celebrating. And that's nothing against that loan. It was just, I was... You were in the zone? So, yeah, completely just caught up in the game. Did you get some booze from the crowd? From all seven of them? <laughs> You were one of those fans, I actually, usually. I and you, you, probably, you were probably on the Galway side this yeah, time. I, was. I just follow you around. I'm the biggest bandwagoner out there. I tell you, I'm glad I have you and I wasn't following Jordan around or else I, <laughs> I would, my passport would be all over the place. I'd have a collected, a, a stamp from every country in Europe because Jordan has been absolutely everywhere. What we're going to do is we're going to get into the podcast now. Buckle in, take a deep breath and enjoy. Average Joe and the Pro. Episode 8 of Average Joe and the Pro, and we have the lovely, amazing Scouser, Jordan Musto. Jordan, how are you? Absolutely fantastic. Nice to meet you guys. So we start the episode with the same question. I love asking this question because uh, I can always remember it. It's, uh, (laughs) when did you know you were going to be a pro? I don't think there was a specific time, but I think when when you're younger, well, I wasn't I wasn't like thinking I need to make it professional. I was just enjoying my football, doing doing what I loved. Um, I wasn't wasn't too much pressure from parents or anything to have a backup. Um, I suppose they just believed in me, so I just uh, just kept knuckling down. And then when it comes to leaving school, ended up in the, in the youth team at Wigan, and then luckily uh, got me pro at eighteen. When I was on to the to the Wikipedia, it says there as well that you started off at Liverpool. Now, I presume that was underage stuff um, and then went on to Wigan and got your pro contract there. What was it like being a scouser playing for your boyhood club? Now, I, I'm just assuming now you're not an Everton fan just by saying that. I'm, ne- I'm neither, which um, killed me, mates. I think it was Liverpool, but as we're going to get to now, I left Liverpool when I was 16. Maybe a little bit bitter there, but... Um, I've got a close mate to Everton supporters, so I kind of like Everton as well. And I jump up when they both score, which which pisses them off, which That's, is also nice. That is very strange. I know. <laughs> well, I'm just outside Liverpool, um, more uh, on the Whittle, so which is next to Tramway Rovers. And you said then uh, maybe a little bit better when you left. Like what what happened that you left Liverpool? Um, they didn't offer me a YT, but I feel like looking back on it, when I was younger. Um, I felt like I was always in the top, the top three or whatever in the in the age group. I think just getting to my teenage years, maybe thirteen onwards, I was being a bit too much of a teenage boy, hanging around the streets, maybe with the wrong people. Kind of lost focus a little bit. So when I did, when I didn't get my YT, I, um, at sixteen, I um, it was a little kick up the ass, and it made me realise like if I don't. Uh, give it a go now and could be throwing it all away so and my dad my dad must have shouted at me a good few times <laughs> so it was a close call but didn't make it um but um 
And how I regret it, it pushed me on. Yeah, and how how did the getting into Wigan then? Was it more like they they wanted to come in um, and give you a trial, and and that's how it how it happened? Yeah, well, I remember going to Blackburn first. Um, a guy called Ray, he got me in there, um, and then he also said a Wigan could be an option. And Wigan at the time was a centre of excellence, so going from academy to centre of excellence, I did feel I was a step above which also gives you confidence as well, you know. Um, and I just I just kicked on from there, really. Enjoyed my time there. It was, it was fantastic. And who who was the first team manager when you first signed your pro? I, I think it was Paul Jewell, I think, for a okay. short period. And then Steve Bruce coming. Oh, okay. Um, I think the year later. And were you, you, were, up tra- were you up training with the first team, Jordan? I think around... 18, you'd think one couple of times you'd be on the lower pitches and then one or two years might get picked to go up there with set pieces or a little bit of training, yeah. which was always great. And then I think by the time 19 come in with the end of Bruce and the start of Martinez, um, I was there all, all, every day then, which is brilliant. You know, really look forward to training every day. The sessions were, were, were fantastic. So uh, also fantastic to learn and be around be around all the pros those those squads that you would have been around the the big players back in the day now they would have been the likes of hugo rodiega charles and zogby um maybe a little bit too far on for mario yeah. melchiot but <laughs> yeah he was there melchiot. mario melchiot was there yeah, i bumped into him um, half a year ago in amsterdam, amsterdam airport what's he doing these days pardon what's he doing he said he's on um he said he's um, hanging around Amsterdam Airport. <laughs> yeah, he's a taxi man. You mentioned. <laughs> now he, um, he's presenting on Dutch Dutch TV. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, and Zobby was the was I'd say was the main guy at the time. Big big time. Just done what he wants and just training what he like. But when he was producing, obviously you can go and do what you want. Jordan, obviously you had a couple uh, couple of loan moves. I made me, me full debut for Wigan in the FA Cup against Swindon. And um, had a good game. And um, Wally Sanchez was the manager of Barnet then, and he, he liked what he seen, so he got me on loan for the rest of the season. Um, I think my next one was Morecambe. I had a good game against Morecambe, got man the match. So Jim Bentley was the manager there, local fella. And um, so that was the next one. I had a couple of spells there on loan. So it, it was it was good, you know, and it was great to go and get some first team men's footballs instead of reserves. Yeah. And like that's what was, that was one of the questions I was going to ask. Like, do, do you think there's a benefit there uh, for the loans? Like, even though some of your loans were quite short, um, like I know even one loan was was a month long. Was it? I think you had a month long loan. Yeah. Like, yeah. To, to me, I'm kind of thinking like you're you're barely settling in, and you're out you're out again. Like, yeah. Well, um, most of them went smoothly. Some of them sometimes, you know, it just goes it doesn't go too well. But um, I wish it went even earlier in my, in my, in my career, um, but I think I, I turned a few down or I wasn't allowed to go on a few. Um, but I wish it went maybe at least another year earlier to get the experience in. But yeah, get going, going into the changing rooms, meeting new people, experiencing other clubs, the way they do things, different styles of play, obviously different leagues, different type of play from what I was used to with Martinez, being all football possession. Um, took you back to your roots of getting stuck in, you know, in, in the lower league. So, yeah, it was a great experience. You know, enjoyed it. 
So you're, you're during these loans, obviously, you're still a Wigan player. You're going out to all these different teams. Uh, was it ever in your mind, like, obviously, the first couple of times around, you're thinking, okay, get a, some game time under my belt, head back to Wigan, fight for my place. Was there ever a time then after that you thought, right, okay, I've been on so many loans now, what I'm going to do is just, I'm going to look elsewhere? Yeah, well, I don't know, Wigan, obviously, were in the Premiership at the time, and I was on the bench a handful of times, um, some nice away matches, so... I was I was still happy to be there to be honest. Um, I, I felt like my chance to play was when they got relegated, but Martin has left unfortunately. Um, went to Everton, and then when he got went to the Championship, I was the only left back at the club coming coming back in after the summer for pre season, and then before he even got there, that day they already signed two other left backs, so I was already third choice there. You know, yeah. well that's football for you, but I thought that would have been me, me season where. Uh, I would have been a regular, but it wasn't meant to be, unfortunately. Average Joe and the pro. Um, and then, obviously, your your time at, at Wigan uh, came to an end. Obviously, your contract ran, ran out. Was who who had that conversation with you to say that they wouldn't be renewing your contract? I don't think no one actually did in the end. It, it, it turned out pretty sour. Um, so Owen Coyle come in after after Roberto Martinez and then. Um, as I said, I was pushed out really straight away back on loan. So it was a tough year, and I remember Juve Rosler coming. Let's just say we, we didn't get on. Um, I thought it was going to be a fresh start. Even all the staff there were like, "Jordan, fresh start, like get yourself in the team." And um, I trained once, and then I remember he got me in the office. He just said, "You won't, you won't be a Wigan Athletic player this season." Wow. What do you say to that? What did you say to that? Um. And I think it was slammed the door behind me, to be honest. And that was it then. I was pushed well out then. So I knew when the contract expired, no need to even try, you know. So it's it, it, that's football for you sometimes. The managers love you sometimes. They don't, so. If you gave me one million guesses to name your next club, I would not get it. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 remember, really. I don't think you'll get it. And you've been there. Nah, the next one is probably my most, my most favourite one. Um, just because it was the first experience abroad. First few months were tough, but um, settled in very well. I had three three seasons there. Which and how how did that move come about to go to the, like they, West? This is West uh, Westerlo. Westerlo in Belgium, yeah. Westerlo um, in Belgium. There you I go. Was training at Tramier Rose at the time, which I've I've always wanted to play play for them. I was in a kind of a trial, and Mickey Adams was the manager at the time, and. He really liked me. I was training really well. He just needed one of the chairman to come and see me. So because he's the one with the money, you know, to, to to sign me. So I remember playing in a friendly game. The first half, I just didn't play well. I, mean, I, I watched them walk away at the half time and I thought, oh, I just blew that one, you know. Um and then the the manager was like, What's happened there? Why come on, we'll, I'll get you another game. So he's he's twisted his arm, so I've been coming have another look at me. This is in the winter time, but um the games kept getting called off in the second team games because of the weather, which happens to be a blessing in disguise because um, one of my good friends, who's a, who was an agent at the time, Mark Trigg, his partner, Scott O'Donoghue, he had a friend uh, from London who lived in Belgium called uh, Chrissy Felton. He actually lives in Ireland now at the moment. Um, and his best mate was the manager of Westerlo, Dennis Van Wink, who is... Um, used to play for Norwich on the wing. So I went there for a four-day trial. I, I just done, done good enough to get myself a, a 
contract there. Did you know the club at all? I didn't, you know, I didn't. First thing, get on your, get, on, get your phone out, have a look. Ooh, I think they were mid-table, which was good for the club at the time. That's a, they're, yeah. They were in the top league, Jordan, weren't they? Yeah, first game, standard Liège, I think 1-1. Big teams there, like in the Belgian league. I, mean, I, I was up against good good wingers, but the level, I felt comfortable. Like It wasn't so aggressive. Yeah. The referees, I think the third game against Ghent, um, got red card after 20 minutes. And I think in the UK and Ireland, you're getting just a free kick and maybe yellow. So yeah. I realised that I can't do any tackles. So that's actually changed my game um, quite a lot for, for the... For the forthcoming years, you know, the people are great. The lifestyle is nice and easy. Um, yeah, so you got access to Germany, um, Holland. You know, Amsterdam a few times. I'm saw Mario Melchior. <laughs> I saw Mario Melchior every time I was there. So, you know. <laughs> he works in the airport, sure. <laughs> Actually, be case something going on there. <laughs> so I've always wanted to to go back to Belgium, and obviously I'm sitting here at the minute in Belgium. So yeah, I was when this. When this deal come come along, I was a uh, I jumped at the chance. Of course, yeah. And and like when you signed, sorry, just to go back there. When you signed first with them, um, Jordan, did you, was it a one year yeah. deal? Was it a one year deal you got? It was a uh, it was six months and with a one year option. Okay. If you do well on it, okay, the ground yeah. run, unfortunately. Um. So it was in the one year, then another one year after that. Brilliant. Yeah. And left. Um. And then after that, right? So I don't know who you have hooking you up with these deals or who your agent is, but whoever it is, right, seems to be just spinning the globe and picking out random countries and sending you there. Well, on, 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 the, on the agency, and I, I used to be with an agent when I was younger, and then I, I changed, they got a different one. And then I think just before I went to Belgium, I didn't have anyone, but I was just in contact with quite a few in the UK. And then over the years, I've got my phone, my phone book is just full of agents all over the world. They've got in contact with me, I've got in contact with them, send them the video, they might know you, they might not. I've probably not spoke to them. So, yes, like some of them promise you the world, something, that's the only problem, but I took it upon myself to make sure that I was all right, because I, I didn't want, really want to rely on one person just to, yeah. just to sort you out, and maybe they can't branch out to some of the countries where with the crazy ones, which some of them ended up in, you know. So you were like playing the field with agents. You were kind of just flirting with one over here for a bit of Finland. Then you're going, oh, hello, Romania. How are you doing? And then they would hook you up. Well, the Finland one actually come from the same agents who got me to Westerlop. Um, I, I wouldn't have chose Finland, to be honest. But when I, when I finished Westerlop, come back, for, uh, going into pre-season, I actually signed for, oh, I didn't. No, I went on trial to Cheltenham. And I can't remember the name, but I turned down a deal at Cheltenham in the end. I um, was advised not to, but made my own decision. And then um, I was on a road run quite, quite late in the evening, and I've ended up uh, falling down the curb, snapped my ankle. So I was, I was out for three, four months, obviously with no club, no physio every day to look after me. Yeah. Um, Obviously, no salary for a good few months, so that was a that was a tough time. And then the Finland one come along, 
they were the only team offering me a contract without wanting me on trial. And that, All the teams in wanted to see me on trial. That team is SJK. Is that is SJK? So kind of forced me hand really. I wasn't yeah. stupid not to because the ankle. I'm trying to push my ankle going into teams, and uh, so I had, uh, forced me hand to take the SJK one. And what was the what was the standard like in the top division in Finland? You know what? It, it was all right, you know. I, I, it, yeah? I enjoyed it there as well. The lifestyle was great. Everything was super healthy. You know, every apartment's got a sauna in it. Nice. The food's clean. I was in there. I was in great shape. And uh, yeah, one day, I think a few days, it was minus twenty-seven. Wow, um, that is cool. Wait, wait, yeah, minus it, minus twenty-seven. I didn't feel too bad, you know, but there was no wind. That season there was uh, a nice experience. And how long were you were you at SJK for? The full season. They do the same same type of uh, length of season, the same as Ireland. All right, March okay. to November. You were going then. Were you going to be looking for a club then in that January? Yeah, and if I'm right, I went to Romania. Yeah, <laughs> he's struggling here himself. Like, yeah, you're like, okay, where did I go next? This is the this is the the musto road trip. Where am I heading next? Dynamo Bucharesti, which is a huge club, isn't it? Yeah, it's massive. Yeah. Um, like how? Like how, this one. This one. I mean, like you're playing at SJK, which me and Gary never heard of. Sorry. Um. Now I know they're in the top division in Finland. How do you go to a huge club like Dynamo Bucharesti? The manager at the time. Uh, I'm not even going to mention his name. Just don't like him. He used to manage in Belgium at one of the teams, so he knew me from there. Okay. okay. Um, so, yeah, went there in the January. I was gone by the middle middle of March. What? That's that's not that's crazy. What happened? I'm off in the contract to tell you that. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it, it ended very sad. He he wanted after one of the games. I actually played a decent game as well. I, I think my face just didn't fit there, you know. I was advised before going there by the agents who got me there, um, a, a woman in Romania, this is, and um, she said to me, don't get too attached to the team because they'll all backstab you. What? Wow. Eastern Europe for you. So I did keep myself away from them. So half of them were like Romanian, the rest were like French. They had two little cliques and there was a few of us who just potted the boat. And I think my face just didn't fit after a game. I thought I played well. Uh, the agent got a call, said, you want your you want your house? It was already in the newspaper before she heard. Um, well, I was, I was like, well, I've got a year and a half contract and I'm not leaving. So after a week, they got me in an office, slid me a piece of paper, had my signature on it. So um, I've said they forged it. Wait, I think they hold on a second. They had, they had forged your signature to get you out of the club? Yeah, yeah so this is three years ago now and... I won, I won the case last year with FIFA. They appealed it, went to court. I won it in court. Um, and now I'm still waiting for the money they've got. They've got a couple of weeks, so just checking the bank every day and waiting for it to Whoa. drop. That is so strange. That is gangster of the highest order. So, so you you advise obviously when you're going into a club, the last thing you want anyone to say to you is, "Mind yourself, they're all backstabbing bastards." The second thing you don't want to happen is just to fall into that. Like, and obviously, like you said, you were keeping the head down. There was clicks and everything. When you say clicks, you mean the the players were they had their little clicks, was it? Yeah, there was nothing wrong with the players, but I, 
I just didn't gel with them. Yeah. I was advised not to and chose not to really. But I'm not, I, I, I don't really, don't, I don't, I've still got to the reason yet. And um, probably won't know, you know. I think I heard they wanted to bring someone in, they wanted to get rid of someone's, someone's salary, but they, they pay the money, the money doesn't come on time there in Bucharest. That was my first experience of not receiving the money on time. Um, and you're only there, you're only there from what, January, a month and a half. A month and a half, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I got everything, they did give me everything up until I was there, the money wise, but the first salary we got, and then the next two, I was we were waiting for it, but the lads said this is quite common, you know. But then they were, on the day of the game, the coach would come in with thirty grand and put it on the table, say if you win, take this. I'm thinking, what? Pay the salary, you know, boss. He he, wait. So the coach comes in the day of a game and offers you thirty grand to win the game, and as if you weren't going to try anyway. We won, we won that one. <laughs> team, we lost. That is madness. My God! No. You'd think they'd put that towards the salaries, wouldn't you? But yeah, yeah so that, yeah. that that was obviously an incentive or something that he was given that to say give to the players and this will make them play better. But at the end of the day, yeah, all yeah. you wanted was your your set salary. Yeah, he's known to go even more than that as well. So I was a bit gutted when we lost because I think we were like sixth at the time and you needed to get into the top five for the playoffs and we needed to win every game. We, we nearly done it, and it wasn't my fault for one of the goals, but. I got a I got slaughtered in the papers. The keeper shouldn't say anything. <laughs> when, when they got a shot in, I can't block them all. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> okay, no. I can't block them all. You know what I mean? That's fair. Thirty grand on the table. Let's go. You should have just ran in at <laughs> half time and put it down the socks. <laughs> I, got <laughs> <laughs> that, I just find that insane, though. I've never heard... Like, they don't teach you this kind of stuff on uh, FIFA career mode. Do you know what I mean? No. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, like, you know when this happens, Jordan, and, and you find out that they forged a signature, like, what is going through your head at that moment? Like, what are you... Anger, I'm assuming. Still, when I think about it now, it does me. I, then, I had a... When I went to court over it, I had a, I had a, a Zoom call obviously it was COVID at the time and we were all lawyers and uh, judges and I was just human even in the even in, even in, in the hearing just like just brought back all the memories from it you know mm. um yeah I mean people did advise me not not to go there but I couldn't have turned down the offer the offer what it was you know I had to go and find out for myself found out the hard way um wow yeah it wasn't, wasn't nice to take but and left me then in March with no club. Yeah. Um, and the transfer windows, July the first, is and, it? And, and sorry, sorry to cut in, cut in there, but no club and no salary. That's it, mate. So they killed me there. Me, man. Like this is should have blocked that ball, yeah. Jordan. <laughs> should have blocked the ball, mate. <laughs> um, no, but I just think that's mad. So like, they forge your signature. You're left absolutely bemused by it, and then out of nowhere, like there's just, just obviously this moment where you realise I can't go back to this club now. They at this moment in time have won. Yeah, even um, on the day of it, I had a, a call off the club, and after that meeting. He wants to take the car off me and give it to another player. Obviously, he told him to fuck off. And the player was like, no, no, Jordan, go on first. Do sort your stuff out. Like, and he wanted to take the car off me and leave me at the training ground. What? They were just oh. stripping your bear, basically. Mm. That's, I've never, this is crazy. This is, this is genuinely crazy stuff. This is like, a, this is like a movie. This is why there is contracts. Like. This is, yeah, this is exactly why there is contracts. 
hopefully get the, get the money off them very yeah, soon. How close were they to getting your signature right? Like, was it, a, <laughs> was it at least a good attempt? No comments. <laughs> it was just Jordan, you know Jordan with the J backwards and a smiley down. face. I remember looking down thinking, bastards, that's fucking like, I'm trying to think of what I've signed over the past few months. But the agents also told me, don't sign nothing, even if it's a share, this and that. Like, she, she's obviously experienced it all before. Oh. So it was good that I had it there. She knew every which way to go about it. So. And, and, and then, yeah. sorry, obviously you touch on and said <laughs> you, you left in March, no club, no salary, and the window doesn't open until July 1st in the UK. Yeah. Like, what what happens? Like, where do you go? Sainsbury's. Know, you, have, you have to tell me where Sainsbury's? Sainsbury's. Contemplating in one minute. <laughs> like, call for me down the miles. Like, what, what, um, what happens, Jordan? Um, Oman was after that, wasn't it? And Oman didn't come until the September, so it was even. So when July come about, teams are looking at you, going, mm, "You've been off for so long. You're trying to explain the situation. They're asking why. You're like, no, no specific reason, but this is where I'm at. And as time goes on more, the less chance someone's gonna wants to have a look at you. Yeah. Um, I can't even remember where where I went into, but ended up going to Oman through. An agent, a random uh, guy from Morocco who I never spoke to, just messaged on Instagram or something. He just gets in touch. Are you available? I said, yeah. Um, she told me the contract. I said, yes. I booked the tickets. And then after a few days, I'm off. Mad. You're crazy. Mad. Like, <laughs> he just had this like, mad experience. Are you, are you not thinking in your head, Jordan? I'm like, like Romania in the back of your mind. Yeah, you and now I'm going to Oman. This fiend's getting on to me on Instagram looking for my bank details. <laughs> He's sending me to Oman. Oh, they, well, they didn't pay on time either. And they paid in cash. Oh, here. <laughs> so come well, on. So it's funny because, sorry, before you, before, you, before you say anything else, right? So on Wikipedia, usually Wikipedia. Now, you're not supposed to believe Wikipedia because, you know, it can be edited and everything like that. I've never seen question marks on Wikipedia. But over your appearances for the team Al Nazir... There's question marks. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't um it doesn't show up on it on like transfer markets or soccer way. It doesn't show up how many appearance you've had. That was I found that out after I left. The team just said, What did you do last year? I was like, Yeah, I played full season in uh, Oman, like show me something. So I had to make a little chart up of my career and added that in at the top, tried to get it exactly the same rank as the other ones, you know what I mean? Mad. Added a few appearances on it as well, didn't I? <laughs> I played 175 <laughs> times, scoring 800 goals. <laughs> Jesus. And and like, what was it like over there? Because uh, obviously, I, I'm assuming you'll be the first and last guest we ever get on that has played in Oman. <laughs> I can't even make a joke about that. You're right. Um, we were in Salah, which is right down the south. Um, beautiful, like a tourist place. Uh, the city's not so nice itself, but there's about five, six, five-star hotels everyone comes into. So most days I just go and chill there. I'd be training the evenings at five. Um, and I might go back after training, depending on what's going on there, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a bit too chilled. I think the, the local lads, you'd have four... European players in the team, well, uh, non-Omani players. You allowed four foreigners, and then the rest have got to be Omani. And the Omani guys, so laid back. Training starts at five. They turn up at half five. <laughs> I'm, I'm fuming by quarter past five. I've been off there, you know what I mean? 
all the all the you want to go back to you want to go back to the hotel <laughs> get a baby in yeah all the foreign guys who the four of us who were there we're all there four o'clock getting ready prepping going up kicker balls so I, it took me a few months to get used to that a few of the guys have been there for a year or so were like just relaxed enjoy it and it's not like europe just yeah so i learned to deal with it but i lived on the beach lovely 30 degrees every day all year round was, um, I think you, you, need, you must have needed that after all the, the, the crap that you went through in, in Romania. You did need a little football holiday. And now I'm not saying that you didn't try and didn't make 175 appearances scoring 800 goals because yeah. no one can prove that. But it must have been a nice change for you. Yeah, it was, yeah. The, but they, as I said, they didn't pay on time either. So I got sick of badgering them for the money. They were saying, oh, next week, inshallah. I was fucking inshallah, give me money. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that, that, that I, I needed after a little I think it was eight months I've done there after that I needed me I needed feeling back of being feeling like a professional again like you know being competitive yeah the training the training pitch was terrible the the matches is the only time I enjoyed it other than that training was just a chore you know right okay so uh, we have to find motivation in, in the sun but um yeah, it was good to get back, get to back to some real football after that, you know. Average Joe and the pro. I was going to say, then you spun the globe again and the finger landed in Finn Harps. Did I have... Did, did I know, I'm like, I was thinking I went to Belgium, but... You did? Wait, he, he went back to Belgium? I think you went back to Belgium, did you? Yeah, I will sign back for this. <laughs> this guy, he made a pit stop before Finn Harps in Belgium for a few more minutes. Yeah, because of the, uh, the pandemic, the, oh, yeah. uh, the game stopped, and then the club was struggling financially. Um, won't go into detail with that one, but um, <laughs> you are it, so it made, honestly. Made, I think you're bad. You're bad luck. No, Every actually, club you end up, you're just like, whoa, hold on a second. I've just some things happened there now that I can't mention. <laughs> so uh, it made sense for me to to get a move. I, I didn't have to. I could have stuck around and, and got me got me. Um, Got me salary, but I went and searched for the team, and Finals come up. And and did that come up by? Because I, I know Ollie um, from before Harps, and I know the amount of traveling and driving he does to go and find these players. Was that a thing where he came? Look, <laughs> he came looking for you, or did you just your an agent again got you in touch with with Harps? It was it was an agent. Um, he's in Northwest in the, in in England. He's an agent there. I spoke to him. He's, Used to know him from the Wigan days as well. He's um he actually asked me about contacts in Dubai for him. So I said to him, I'll give you some give you a few numbers there for whatever, whatever he needed. And then um and then I said to him, Oh, by the way, I'm looking for a team at the minute. This is the situation. And then um he texts back saying, I've got a call tomorrow morning with a team in Ireland. I'll put your name in there. Then he's rang me in the afternoon. I think I spoke to Ollie the following day. And as you said, he wants to come over and have a chat. I said, no need. I'll, I'll come straight in, you know. Yeah, because yeah, he, he does like, he does like, he, like he, he'd travel. I remember meeting him last year. I met him down in Galway. And um, he was like, Connor, look, we need to get this done tonight because I'm flying to Scotland in the morning. And um, I'm, oh, I'm chasing <laughs> Jordan Musto. I don't know where he is. I think he's in uh, Amsterdam. I think, I think he was going after Tundi. I think he was going after Tundi. Um, oh, yeah. which which you lived with in, in Harps. Um but uh yeah so that like I, I I know exactly what you mean by he 
he loves that going meeting the people trying to make that impression and he's an absolute gent of a man um but yes yeah, so, but you come, you come in you come into harps um jordan and i remember you, you kind of were thrown straight into the, straight into the starting team yeah um i think i think you might have missed the first the missed the first yeah, game yeah the first one yeah against Drogheda, missed yeah. that one and then i was straight in against Watford. i think it's probably the worst game i've ever played in my career yeah it was. I, was, <laughs> I think i the ball about four times give a penalty like uh, i was bad i just felt uh just i just felt off it like the timing wasn't there yeah in training i felt good but i just wasn't there fitness wise obviously because i've had a, a, a um a long time off from playing an actual competitive match yeah um, and probably just surprised that you were getting paid on time. <laughs> you were like, "What's this like?" <laughs> no, but uh, after that one, it was that made me realise, and then I, I felt like it kicked on from there and built up as each game went on. Yeah, no, definitely, you definitely did. You, you finished very strong. Um, but how would you sum up your time at Harps, uh, Jordan? Fantastic, missing. Do you? Yeah, I do. You know, um, I'm having a good time here, but. Look back and it was good fun, you know. It was good fun. I enjoyed the games every week. The lads were fantastic. Ollie was great with me. Um, yeah, just a good group of how, lads. How, how did you find? How did you find living in Bally Buffet? <laughs> There's a question I never thought I'd hear on the podcast. Here we go. I don't think there's ways to describe it. Like <laughs> everyone knows everyone's business, and yeah, I don't want to get out of there alive. I think. <laughs> Your decision then, Jordan, because I, 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 not that I was surprised you didn't stay. I just thought that you finished, you finished really strong in the league yourself, personally. You know, you were scoring mm-hmm. goals. I think you were playing left wing back at the time. You were, you were flying fit. Um, and I, I kind of thought you, that you'd stay. But obviously an opportunity came up to, to go elsewhere. Well, I'd already signed for the for December back, in, back here. That was, that was sorted in July, but... With the club is still um, looking for investments at the Belgian club, and only when I arrived here they got sorted. So for me, it was perfect timing. A little bit of a, a bit of a risk, but um, yeah, I, you know, Ali spoke to me. He, he said he wants to move next season, and I did contemplate it. But this, if I'm being honest, I'm not going to say this. This isn't financially better, but this this is a little bit more financially rewarding and. It's just the fact that I know it's the third league here, but I know we've got a good team here and a good coach. And I think we've got a good chance of getting the second league. And I think that's where the second league can be a a, a game changer and, and getting a real competitive league. Yeah, And, and then the, there's also a chance of going back to the top league. Yeah. So and the, I think the, I just took, a, took the risk on that and based on that. And the team you're playing with now is? Patro Eisden, the club. Patro Eisden, okay. Well, what we can do then is, because we've, we've made it all the way up to the current day, um, that's, by the way, you're going to be a pub quiz question eventually one day. Uh, how many teams has, has Jordan played for? Can what? you can you name them, Jordan? All the teams? Not, yeah. all, not all of them. You don't have to name them all. Name them all. Okay, name them all. <laughs> starting from, starting from like, Wigan. Wigan. Wigan, Barnett, Morecambe. Berry? No. Nope. <laughs> Beginning with a C, Carlisle. Yeah. yeah, and then after, and then you go Bury, and then after Bury you Bury, go Wickham. Yeah, Morecambe. Yeah, um, Akronson. Yeah, 
Westerlo, SJK, Oman. Nope, nope. You're missing a big one there. The the big one you've put you into the back of your mind there that you like to forget about. (laughs) Why do you keep bringing it up? (laughs) (laughs) He's getting upset. Uh, Bucharest, uh, Oman, Belgium, Ireland, Belgium. Lovely. Well done. Brilliant. That's a lot. Next one, Kazakhstan. (laughs) who knows spin that globe again bud so what we're going to do now is uh, we're going to take a couple of questions from Instagram now here's where it gets interesting okay (laughs) now now these aren't our questions even though our questions have been enjoyable to do so far these are questions from uh, fans on our page how you doing guys and also uh, your mates and your fans as well so so there, there is definitely some interesting ones in here, okay? So what we'll do is I will skip over the ones that are overly rude. Wardy, Wardy Y.O. says, great, great guy, guy, cracking, and then fill in the blanks. Yeah, I've seen that one. I was just shaking my head last time when I seen it. <laughs> you know, like, you know this stuff, though. Uh, <laughs> what does Team Smash mean? What does Team Smash mean? From Will. <laughs> Will Haining. Will Haining? Haining? Well, oh, yeah, yeah, I used to play him at Morton. Um, I've got a tattoo on the side of my leg. We all went on Aldi when we were 17. And there uh, must have been 15 of us in there. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> one of the lads was like, every time you smash your bed, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> we got a show. We got a show team smash. <laughs> and then... Me and we all like all got a TS tattoo. Team Smash. We got it. Stitch me mates up because I got one. Then it was like, did you get a, a small one or a big one? I, like, I got the biggest one. And I got the small one. And then he got it. Don't come back. Got big <laughs> what? Uh, this is from Tomians. He says highest kill game in Verdansk. Oh, I don't know. I'm more of a rebirth than Verdansk, but uh, I'd say probably twelve or something. Is that good? I don't know. Is that a good one? Right. Is this Call of Duty again? Call of Duty's on the bottom. Yeah. Another Call of Duty uh, person. Call of Duty head. We, we already had, had Dinny. Dinny episode six and uh, was a big Call of Duty head as well. So you're yeah. obviously you're obviously a gamer as well, Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sitting over there is the is the wheel and pedals for Formula One. Set it up today. Happy days. <laughs> Spinning around. He can't wait to get off this podcast so he can go and play, and that's fair enough. Honestly, ten uh, minutes. That's ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Another question from Chris Azzy. I hate these Instagram names. Just, just Chris, Chris Hazy. Chris Hazy. That's it. He says, "What's his body count?" That's a ter- I, he texted me that one as well, and I thought he wouldn't have sent it. That's a joke. That oh, I can't, I can't disclose. Sorry, that. if you if you have a team smash tattoo on you, you can tell us the body count. I'm gonna miss this. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Do you know what? Fair enough. Then I will. Hold end. on, I got the ta- hold on, I got the tally chart here. Here's five. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't he hasn't probably tattooed on his back at <laughs> the number <laughs> yeah yeah exactly most of these questions are incredibly rude and my mom listens to this podcast so i'm not allowed to say them she won't know oh, what yeah, a body I'm count is people, my mom will think a body count and a kill death ratio are the same thing and you know what they kind of are <laughs> all right what we'll do is we'll ask What's one it? more we'll ask one more then okay adam 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 foley wants to know uh, about tunde's acting Unbelievable. Tunde is a striker for St. Pat's now, but he lived with Jordan um, in last year. Lovely guy. But he just wasn't all up there. (laughs) He wasn't wasn't all there in the end. 
I'll edit that part out. I'll edit that part when you say I love you and I'll replace it with you saying that he's, he's one of the many in your body count. <laughs> Yeah, he used, to, he used to go to acting school in, in Belgium, and he, he was brilliant. He used really? to come and do a bit of acting in the house. Mad. We'd all be sitting there just laughing our heads off, <laughs> like, a young, like a young Denzel. <laughs> <laughs> he can sing as well. There's something he can do all sorts, that kid. Apart from uh, play footy. Any <laughs> 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 message from Okay, so that's the questions done from the Instagram. We couldn't ask them all because, again, my mom is listening. We've one more question for you, Jordan. Jordan, if you could go back and tell or give advice to 18, your 18-year-old self, what would you say? Just enjoy enjoy every moment. Is There's so many bad bad times in football, I'd say, and, and there's some good ones as well. So don't be too low on the bad ones. And try not to be too high on the, on the good ones, but enjoy it. You probably tell him not to go to Romania as well. I was literally just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and don't follow my footsteps. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan, thank you so much for everything. An absolute pleasure. I don't think we'll ever have a football journey like that again on the podcast. An absolute gent of a man. Thank you so much. And best of luck for the rest of the season as well. And we're really thank looking forward to, to, at the end of your career, getting you back on and seeing how many more teams you've ticked off the box. <laughs> Gives a few years, lads. So I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll get the Thanks a million, Jordan. Have Cheers, a great Jordan. one. Nice one, guys. Ta-da. Average Joe and the pro. Oh, my God. That was insane. Yeah. That man has been absolutely everywhere. Yeah, he's been... Uh, at the stories, man. Ridiculous. Of, like, like, again, it, like, this is, what I'm, this is what I'm saying. Like, these are the guests that are literally lighting it up for us because everything that was discussed there, we might never hear again. Yeah, Gavin Bazuna's not going to give us that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but ser- <laughs> ser- seriously though, that was mad. I didn't, I didn't know because especially when you go on Wikipedia and see, because obviously, like I was saying in the pod, there Wikipedia isn't fact. So you're kind of asking these questions, and he's going, "Yeah, no, I was there, yeah, and uh, no, I made it, this many appearances." He, he wasn't sure a couple of times. He wasn't sure, but like with the with the appearances and stuff like that, when it comes up as question marks on Wikipedia, I'm because obviously when you tell me when you scout these guests, you're going, "This is who I have for the podcast." The first thing I do is I jump on Wikipedia and I go, "Who is this man?" Yeah. And when there's question marks <laughs> over where and when he's played, I'm thinking this one is going to be spicy, <laughs> and it was. In fairness, he was brilliant. That Romania story, amazing, like. And then he goes to Oman. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, ah, yeah, there was money issues there as well. They didn't pay me on time. So like the situation that he got himself to in Romania may be one of the wildest things I've ever heard of a footballer ever. The, a forged signature after signing a year and a half contract. Crazy. And they forged the release papers and basically asked him for the car back. <laughs> Which is the worst. He's like, you are, you're gone now. Give us back our car. Oh, stop. But yeah, the... Just it was amazing just to hear hear him go from club to club to club and and he's he's very chill character. I oh, so chill out, you know, and and he loves just the lifestyle and just loves playing balls, you know, and you have to admire that as well. He has the balls to go and try new things. Like thing is, right? You're a good player, and you probably could have had a career similar to that if you wanted. Like I know in episode two we touched on agents because of Gav, but. Had you got yourself an agent, or what he does, he doesn't even have an agent. Yeah. There's like 50,000 agents out there. He he get, he contacts them. Did you ever think, I know I, I asked you this before about England, but like, do you ever think, wow, if I was to go back in time, would I would I chance that? Yeah, I don't know, Gar. It's a good question, like, because I, I, the, like, uh, if, I was, if I was to come 
back out of school again, like not the I wouldn't have picked the college course I did anyway. Mm. That is for fucking sure. Yeah, well, do better than the leaving search, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had nothing got to do with that. But like, but what I'm saying is like, I would have liked to gone straight into football. Now, I just want to know what you play in Finland. I think that's such a cool like, football journey experience. There, he's like kind of traveled the world with football. Yeah, like that is. That is class. Do you know, and I was very close in final year of college going to Australia and then... Six months on the farm and then six months football. No, it would have been straight football. <laughs> it wouldn't have been six months on the farm. Um, but then uh, I met Lauren and then it all just... I stayed here and now I'm, I'm happy out. Isn't that the cutest way to no. end <laughs> the podcast ever? And I'm not letting him say anymore. My heart... Has grown two sizes bigger. Amazing. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh. He's down on one knee, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to leave it there. Next week, episode nine. We haven't a clue who we're getting on. It might be Gavin Bazuno. It's not Gavin Bazuno. Talk to you then. Have a good one. The crowd are on their feet. Average Joe and the pro. It's all over. We'll be back next week with another episode for you. Average Joe and the Pro, landing every Friday.